Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, 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 English learners. Welcome back to the podcast. Michael here, and I hope you're ready today to get into a action-packed episode full of English learning stuff and tips for you. So let's see what we've got. Today I have an exciting announcement. I feel like in January I've had so many big announcements. We've had speak more languages and all these other stuff. So you can see that I've got a lot of projects going on at the same time. And I'm very busy, but hopefully a lot of these will be useful for you. So today I'm excited to announce my IELTS training course. This is something I've been working on for so many months. It's been actually a really big project, much bigger than I expected. And at some points I thought I really bit off more than I could chew, which means I started a project that was way too big to finish, but I did finish it in the end. This is a course that Esan and I have been working on. Esan is a trained IELTS examiner and he helps a lot in the videos, in the course, guiding you through the process and basically giving you the tips on how to pass your IELTS exam. So he is really great and together we made this course to help you pass your exam. Of course not all of you are studying for the IELTS exam but I know that many of you are because I get emails about it many times a week, not quite every day but many times a week. So yes, let's talk about IELTS today, we'll talk about this exam. Essentially, this course I made is available on the Level Up English website. So go to levelupenglish.school, click on that members button. You can become a member and gain access to the website. That's the easiest way to do it. I am probably also going to make a option to buy the course as well. If you just want to get the course, you don't want to be a member, maybe you can buy it as well. I, I haven't decided yet, but by the time you're hearing this podcast, you will know if that is available, if you click on the link in the description and have a look. But basically this course walks you through each part of the exam, so speaking, writing, listening and reading, giving you some advice and some practice uh, papers as well, so practice questions. And you can leave a comment with your practice, I'll do my best to respond to your comments and give you corrections as well. And yeah, hopefully this is going to really help you get the training you need and the structure you need for your exam. So having said that, I thought we could go over some tips today for the IELTS exam, but I do want to make this episode useful for everyone, including people not taking the exam. So I'm going to call this episode something like how to reach your language learning goals and your IELTS exam goals. So I'm going to make it useful for the exam uh, studiers, but also for general language learners too. So I've got a lot of tips today which we'll get into and I should just say keep in mind that I'm not a trained IELTS examiner. Simply I have just a few years of experience helping students prepare for the exam and I've picked up quite a few things along the way. So I feel quite confident that I can help people in this area. So yeah let's talk about how you can prepare for the exam or how you can prepare to reach any other goal you have and 
improve your English, right? And yeah, maybe also we can look at some ways in which you can prepare for scary moments using English and how you can use English in these more nerve-wracking moments. This word nerve-wracking means it makes you nervous, basically. So let's start with some tips for the exam and then we'll go into some more general tips again. So one tip is that the exam really requires about 50% English knowledge, but also 50% exam knowledge. You know, maybe it's not 50-50, but the point is you should get comfortable with the exam structure and the format, not just your English. If a native speaker were to take the exam, they probably wouldn't get full marks, and that's because they don't understand the format. So it's really important that you understand the format. You can check the structure online, go to the official IELTS website, and it will tell you all about the structure there and the times and things like that. The next tip is to do a lot of practice tests. At first, if you like, you can just try them freely. Don't give yourself any time restraints, but then as soon as possible, it's really important that you time yourself. So check what times you need for the exam and put a timer on and see if you can finish your answer in that allotted time. It's one of the hardest things to do. So really get used to the time limit. One piece of advice I would give is just get a teacher if you can to help check your work. This is something I've tried to add into the course where I will do my best to help you if I can. But if you can get like a one-to-one -one private lesson with a teacher, this is gonna be so useful to practice and to get corrections and that kind of stuff. One more tip as well is to always paraphrase the question. This pretty much goes for any part of the exam. When you're asked a question, don't repeat the question using the same words. And yeah, I think this is good advice for general English learning, right? Paraphrasing is a really good way to practice synonyms and expand your vocabulary. One thing about the IELTS exam as well is it doesn't expect you to be perfect. I think this is a common thing that exams do, but I think IELTS is a good one because they're not expecting perfection and they won't give you bad marks for small mistakes because small mistakes are natural, right? Everyone makes mistakes. I challenge any of you to count the mistakes I make in this episode. I'm sure there's quite a few if you listen carefully. <laughs> but the issue is repeated mistakes. If you repeat the same mistakes again and again, that is a sign of you know, a lack of fluency. One mistake could just be a sign that you're nervous. It doesn't mean you're not good in English. There's one, there's one, there's one mistake for me already. I, I said good in English. I should say good at English. I'm not going to edit that out because I want you to hear Native speakers make mistakes as well. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is a really good tip for life in general, just speaking in general, which is hesitation is generally worse than a small mistake. So when you're speaking in any language, really, it's much better just to make a little mistake rather than going, um, uh, uh, and hesitating a lot like that. That's not really very pleasant to listen to. So don't worry about mistakes. It's better than hesitating, right? I think you will agree. And let's skip ahead now to some general tips. So personally, before any big exam, 
I like to focus on relaxing as much as I can. And one tip that I have always given myself, one tactic, if you will, is I won't study for 24 hours before the exam. Because I don't believe that anything useful will be able to stay in my brain in such a short space of time. You know, memory and knowledge need some time to sink into your brain. And anything you cram at the last second, I don't think it will really stay in your mind. But keep in mind, I didn't have the best grades in school. They were quite average grades. So take what I say with a pinch of salt. That means don't trust me 100% because I'm not an expert, of course. But that's just my opinion that it's more important to focus on relaxing and calming your nerves before the exam. But yeah, I just found this much more preferable than staying up all night studying and you enter the exam the next day with stress and you're very nervous and you're sleep deprived. It's not a good combination for success, right? So focus on being calm. I like to, you know, before I had an exam in school, I would always take a step back and just think about how insignificant this exam really is. You know, it's important to take it seriously, of course, but whatever happens, it's not the end of the world. Worst case scenario, you fail the exam. The world isn't going to end. You'll still be here. Um, it's, it's quite a small thing in your life, and it's really easy to forget that. And to be fair, regardless of what I do, if I pass or fail, I probably won't even think about this exam in one year from now, maybe even six months from now. I'll just completely forget it. Focus on your breathing and begin the exam in a calm and a confident manner. Okay, so now let's move on to some tips if you're not taking the IELTS exam. Um, if you're not, I'm sure you have some goals as well. And it's really important to think about your goals because they give us a sense of direction and, and progress in life. Why are you learning English? I don't think this means you have to reach your goal and then you'll be done. But it's nice to have something to work towards, isn't it? For example, at the moment, my goal with my Japanese is to get to a high enough level where I feel comfortable shifting my focus towards other languages and then being more confident that my Japanese level will not disappear overnight. I feel like at the moment, if I did reduce my language study for Japanese, it would get a bit worse. So yeah, I want to get it to a high level and maybe... um. I feel more confident then. My other goal is to be able to strike up conversations with people in Japan when traveling without much difficulty. I think at the moment, if I talk to a stranger in Japan, I can have a conversation, but there'll be a lot of um, uh, hesitation and not knowing what to say. And maybe I'll be stuck on some vocabulary. So I want to get to a point where I can talk a bit more spontaneously and that's really the key feature of a high level learner. And in order to reach that goal, I know that I have to commit a lot of time each day to study and practice. But I keep my eye on the prize and this pushes me to keep going every day. If you keep your eye on the prize, that means you keep focused on your goal. Good expression. And then once you have worked out what your goals are, you know, be it an exam or something beyond the exam or something different, 
we now need to break them down into smaller and more achievable tasks, right? So for, and talk about myself again. I would like to say, I would like to be able to say that I am a C1 level in Japanese. I'm not there yet, but I would like to be there. It's somewhat vague. It's not so specific, but I think I'll have a good idea when I'm there. To make it more specific, I decided that in order to get there, I need to practice for at least one hour a day. So, you know, one year, 360 hours of practice. That's not too bad, right? I mean, it doesn't sound like a huge amount, but that just puts it into perspective, right? I got super specific with my goals and I'm confident that each day I'm getting closer to reaching it. So what could this look like for you? you know, how could you break up your goals into smaller chunks of time so you know that you're making progress, right? And now let's bring it full circle. Let's return to the exam again. You know, your goal, if you're taking the exam, is already established. So now you just have to break it down. Let's say you have three months until your exams, until your exam. That's about 12 weeks, right? So it's not so long, actually, if you think of it that way, 12 weeks, it will go by quickly. There are four parts of the exam. So that means you can give three weeks for one part. It's already becoming shorter, right? Let's go even further. Let's be more specific. Speaking has three parts too. So you could study one speaking section a week or perhaps because part one is easier, five days for part one, eight days for part two, eight days for part three. Yep. Writing, for example, has two parts, but part two is more important in terms of your marks and more difficult than part one. So you could spend one week on part one and two weeks on part two. But that gives you, you know, an average of one week to practice each area. One week to practice writing part one. And if you break that down even further, there are so many different types of part one questions. You've got you know, in the academic exam, you're looking at different pie charts and maps and processes. And honestly, one week is not enough to cover all of them really. So it doesn't sound like much time, does it? Now, I think you might see why it's important to start your study a long time in advance when it comes to the exam. But you, you get my idea, right? But yeah, maybe you can let me know. So let me know in the comments or contact me by email, which is info at ewmichael.com. What are your goals? How can you break them down into smaller tasks. If you've got anything from this episode, let me know, but I'd love to hear that. But yeah, just find a direction to work towards and break it down into small, achievable goals. I'll give you another example. It doesn't have to be language learning, right? One of my goals for 2022, I'm quite nervous to say this because if I fail, you guys will know that I have failed. So I guess the fact that I'm saying this is kind of me committing to this goal. But at the moment, let, let me just tell you, my goal is to be able to interview strangers on the streets of London by the end of the year. And actually, I'm not sure that I'll even be living in London then. So maybe just interview strangers on the streets of London 
after six months or interview strangers around the country by the end of the year but who knows but basically I thought this would be a really really fun way to do something new on my YouTube channel you could hear different accents you can hear opinions about random everyday English people I think it could be a really exciting project to work on but at this moment in time that sounds so 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 far out of my comfort zone I know that if I tried to interview a stranger I would just be so shaky and nervous and I would be so embarrassed I wouldn't upload the video. So at the moment I feel it's way too far out of my comfort zone but what I'm planning to do is to break it down into more achievable chunks. So I've given myself a time limit, one year to get to that stage, maybe six months, you know, maybe that could be a bit a bit better, right? Do it quicker but Essentially, what I'm planning to do is every week do something to reach my goal. So one of them could be start with interviewing a friend, someone I know I'm comfortable with, and then do it on the street. So I feel I get the feeling of interviewing, but it's not anyone that I don't know. That could be a good one. And then I could maybe like work my way up to people I know less and less well, and then I could try someone that I don't. No, I don't know. I haven't quite worked it out yet. I'm still thinking about it, but you kind of see the process that I'm trying to break this goal down into smaller chunks. And this is my tip for the IELTS exam. Spend a lot of, well, not a lot of time, but spend some time planning really carefully how much time you have and how you're going to use your time. How much time you can spare each day and each week to study for your goal. And the same goes for any language learning goal you have too. So yeah, what goals do you have? Let me know. Just, you know, at the tail end of this episode, I want to remind you once again, if you would like to practice for the exam, the IELTS exam, check out my course. I've been working with Esan and we put so much time into this course. And our main goal is just to help you because this is the question I get asked so, so often. And I really want to help you guys. So once again, you can find it in the link in the description or at levelupenglish.school and then on the members page. But I'm sure you will like it and find it useful as well. So yeah, thank you for listening until now. If you have, you are one of the true English level up fans, let's say. (laughs) Let's end with a quote today from, apparently from Confucius. I had to say apparently because I've been posting these on Instagram, English with Michael, and they keep saying I'm giving fake news, you know, false information. I just find these quotes online. I don't really, you know, I'm not reading a whole book about it. I just find it online and I will post it on Instagram to give people some inspiration. And then Instagram are kind of like, it's not proven that this person said this quote. So we're going to block your post from Instagram and It's such a pain. I guess it's a good thing that they're trying to stop false information, but it's just kind of annoying, right? I don't think people really care who said it, right? The point is the wisdom behind the quotes. But anyway, that's my rant. (laughs) So Confucius apparently said this one, but maybe not. And this is, it does not matter how slowly you go as long as you do not stop. This is so perfect for language learners, isn't it? And 
I only share quotes that I think have some wisdom behind them. I don't think it's just a random sentence. I think it really is true because we shouldn't compare ourselves to other people. I look at other people learning Japanese and I think, how did they get so much better than me? It's so annoying. How is it, how is it that I studied so hard, but I'm not as good as them? And if I'm being honest, there's many reasons. It hasn't been a big priority in my life. I haven't studied that much every day. I've also been learning multiple languages at once. All these different reasons that can affect the learning speed. And you know, people have different brains and experiences. There's so many reasons. So essentially, don't compare yourself to other people. Don't worry about how slow you think you might be going. As long as you keep going, that's the most important thing. I'm going to end today with that beautiful piece of motivation. So thank you for listening until the end. Really appreciate you and your time. And I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and week. I'll see you next week for another episode. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.